Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 135 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here, as always, with Michaela. And Michaela, uh, there are a lot of film franchises out there, right? You got your you got your Star Wars. Uh, we've got uh, Terminator. We've got Avatar. Uh, you know, we've got all of these big film franchises. Uh, but you know, they all they all pale in comparison to maybe the greatest uh, film franchise of all time, uh, and that is Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um... It, it's definitely kind of a, an adventure lovers franchise. It's it's got a little bit of everything in it. Um, and we're going to talk about all the things because this is like Indiana Jones month. I feel like we just yeah. picked a month, the month where Dial of Destiny is coming out. We're going to we're going to do that. We're going to cover that uh, in in I guess a week because it comes out in a, in just a few days. Um, and uh for any of our Patreons, uh, we have asked and we we asked people to vote, all of our Patreons to vote, uh, yes. and they voted for the Crystal Skull. The people the people have spoken for uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but that works so we're out. We're going to talk think, about Michaela. that one. Yeah, I think that works out, Michaela, because because today we're talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. That is, you know, the first installment of Indiana Jones that set the scene, you know, that created this whole like. Indiana Jones empire that exists today, right? You get this, they get this little like swashbuckling adventure, uh, comes out, uh, does gangbusters and it spawns, you know, all the sequels. Um, even, you know, to this day, 40 years later, we're going to be covering Dial of Destiny. So what better place to start than at the beginning Raiders of the Lost Ark. So let's do this. We're going to need, we're going to need a, a good cocktail. And there's, there's a couple of, a couple of drinking bits in Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're going to talk about those too, but, uh, but before we do that, we need to, we need to get the, the stack of raw. We need to find out where our cocktail is, uh, and get that put together. So let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back to whip up this week's drink. So this week's cocktail, uh, I'm really excited about. Um, it's a kind of a double cocktail in one, um, and it's your favorite stuff. It's got absinthe <laughs> in it, Brian. It's it does, it's, yeah. it's like a shot that is your favorite thing. Um, it it's got dates and brandy and some bitters it's it's all the things um and when i saw this um we found it on besottedgeek.com uh and it's got the it's this duality which is neat because the film kind of has two parts i feel like and we're going to talk about that um mm -hmm. but we've got the staff of raw which is this little shot um that is really fun and then we've got this cocktail that is truly inspired when i saw the ingredients to this i got very excited because it's like nothing we've ever done before here at drink the movies um and yep. nothing i've ever drank before so it was very exciting to me yeah it was uh it was a really interesting uh, kind of cocktail amalgamation that uh besada geek put together and i think that besada geek is actually a, a podcast so make sure uh go uh, check them out like and subscribe do all that stuff for them too so uh yeah this one came in two parts and i was a little you know when when we find these things a lot of times i look at it and i said i don't know about that for sure um it's got this little shot it's got this uh kind of martini uh looking drink next to it and um how are those going to go together as you mentioned michaela i don't i'm not really i don't really jive with shots uh too much um and this i think is less of a shot than it is kind of like this little like sidecar like like kind of like little like 
uh, appetizer for for the bad dates uh, cocktail that we got going on. So let's let's start there. Let's start off with the staff of raw. Uh, you're going to take just a little uh, a little shot glass uh, sized container. Uh, if you have one that looks like the staff of raw, that's cool. Go for that. Uh, but what you're going to do is you're going to take um, a little bit of absinthe. Uh, I have a mister, so I used that to just misted some absinthe over there. If you don't have that, uh, just put like a couple of drops of absinthe in, swirl it around the glass, and then you know kind of drain out anything that's left over after it kind of coats that glass. Uh, add to that one ounce of rye whiskey and a couple of dashes of Peychaud's bitters. Um, and you've made your Staff of Raw shot, uh, which is also uh, the way you make the Sazerac cocktail. So you basically made just a little shot version of a Sazerac. So congratulations. Uh, it's delicious. Uh, sip and enjoy that uh, as you will. But really, uh, this really comes to shine uh, when you pair it with bad dates, Michaela. That's right. Uh, and we don't mean any bad dates. Uh, we mean dates. the cocktail. Yeah, eat them. The, yeah, this is a really cool cocktail. I, like I said, I saw the recipe and I thought this is either going to be amazing or it's going to be awful. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to take three ounces of your favorite vodka. You're going to put that in a shaker tin with three quarters of an ounce of amaretto and brandy. And then you're going to add a few dashes of Angostura bitters. And then you're going to shake that up. You're going to put it into a chilled glass with a pitted date at the bottom for a garnish. And when you put it in, it's going to look really weird the first like 10 seconds um, if you shake it up really nicely. But then it's going to kind of clear uh, and crystallize a little bit. Um, and it's going to look really cool with this date kind of hanging out at the bottom of this martini glass. It is uh, very pretty. And very striking. So when you have your staff of raw and your bad dates, um, you can sip the bad dates on your own. Obviously, you don't need to create these together. Um, I truly enjoyed this drink. I felt very grown up uh, drinking it because I thought it was really uh, interesting ingredients that we hadn't done before. Um, mm -hmm. But it was so good. And then that date at the end, ooh, that that's some tasty, <laughs> sugary goodness. That's right. Yeah, the the date is delicious. Uh, and uh, don't worry, the date uh, is not going to do you any harm uh, like it does in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, but this was really good, Michaela. I was I was interested to see in how this amaretto brandy uh, vodka martini thing kind of came together. And, and it's it's pretty good. Um, you get a little bit of uh, th that amaretto uh, kind of flavor, the the almond there from that. You get kind of that richness of the brandy. And then obviously, you know, the vodkas, you know, just kind of that. Uh, basically taste-free kind of backbone of this thing that gives you your martini uh, essence there. So that was that was pretty good on its own. But what really set this off was if you take like a little sip of the Staff of Raw, um, and I think it was just like the spice from, from the rye and that little like tiniest bit of um, anise that you get from the absinthe. Uh, and then like you get that, you get that kind of flavor um, in your mouth, like the aroma of that, like going through, um, you know, your, all of your senses are are going off on that. And then you take a sip of the bad dates and it's like this like crazy uh, flavor explosion. Like they pair together so, so well. And that's why I think um, I wouldn't do the staff of raw as a shot. I would, you know, kind of just go back and forth, like uh, taking a sip of one and then the other, because they really do complement each other uh, so well. It's like a, it's like a very fancy, uh, like fine dining experience, right? Where everything plays off of each other and uh, puts that together. That's that's what we got going on in this cocktail. So uh, great job beside a geek. I like this one a lot. Yeah, no, this is really good. Um, both, both are fun. I, I hadn't had a Sazerac in a really long time, so I had no idea that this was kind of a Sazerac in disguise, but it, when you pair them together, it really just sets that whole taste profile uh, into a different direction. And it's really umptious. 
Um, again, I, I would totally pick this up if I wanted to have a uh, kind of just a cocktail um, on, on my own. I, I really, really enjoyed this, this bad dates martini. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really good one. So uh, give this a try. Let us know what you think about it. And uh, you're definitely going to need a couple of drinks uh, here, uh, just like Indiana Jones and uh, Marion is getting up to in our film this week, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So let's do this, Michaela. Let's grab the staff of Raw, uh, get some dates. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some good dates, but maybe we'll get some bad dates. Hard to say. Uh, we'll just uh, roll the dice there on that one. And let's take a quick break. We'll mix one of those up and we'll be right back to chat about this week's film, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Spoiler warning. For Raiders of the Lost Ark, if you've not yet seen this film, you've had 40 years to do it, so there is no excuse. But if you have not seen it, and you don't want to know what happens in the end, you should press pause now. Go make yourself up a staff of Raw and a Bad Dates Martini. You should drink those because they're delicious. Then you should go watch the movie, and then you can come back, and you can hear us chat about it that's right that's right yeah go get your uh, cocktail uh made up that's what we're we're having some people make up our cocktail you know men top men are uh working on that right now so uh what do we got about this michaela this came out in 1981 it was directed by steven spielberg um of course indiana jones has uh created this brainchild of uh george lucas and uh george lucas and lawrence kasdan uh, are the ones here doing the writing for this uh and the stars of course as everyone knows in the whole world Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, our professor slash archaeologist slash whip-wielding adventurer. Now, Michaela, uh, Indiana Jones comes out, uh, pretty big deal, makes a lot of money. Uh, I don't know, like uh, $300 million, something like that. Uh, pretty good, pretty good, but also uh, pretty well critically acclaimed. Uh, people didn't know uh, what to do with Indiana Jones. It's this uh, adventure film, uh, but by and large, it's the best adventure film of all time. It kind of set the bar for what adventure films could do, and it was nominated for eight Academy Awards. Uh, it won four of those, and it won a special achievement. So let's uh, let's run through uh, here. It lost uh, Best Picture, uh, it lost Best Director, it lost Best Cinematography, and it lost Original Score for John Williams, uh, which is absurd. Uh, but it did win four. It won for Best Art Di Direction and Set Decoration, Best Sound, Best Editing, and Best Visual Effects. Um, it also won a Special Achievement Award for Sound Effects Editing. Uh, Mr. Ben Burt won that. Uh, he'd also won a very similar uh, award uh, in 1977 for Star Wars A New Hope. And then in 1982, uh, they went ahead and just made that... Uh, uh, category at the Academy Awards, uh, and Bembert won it for ET. So, uh, good job, Mr. Bembert, on the sound design. You created your whole uh, category at the Oscars uh, to keep going on and winning and getting nominated for more Oscars. Yeah, so, good job. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's really the career everyone wants, right, Michaela? To be good, so right. good at something, they have to make something to honor you every year for doing every it. Every year. They're like, well, and here you go, because you're just that great. Um, I need a job like that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I had no idea when I watched this uh, this time that uh, it had been nominated for eight Academy Awards. I had to go look that up. Uh, it really doesn't surprise me. I mean, it seems surprising because it's such an ad, like a, an adventure comedy action film and most of those don't get uh, a lot of accolades um mm -hmm. but that's because most of them are not raiders of the lost ark this is a truly special film that really set um the tone for how um kind of adventure uh national treasure kind of hunting uh films could be made um and i feel like since then we have really used this as the benchmark to compare all of those kind of films too. So there are lots of video games and movies 
Goonies and other stores out there. You know, the Goonies was out after this and people said it was like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Indiana Jones for kids. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Uncharted had, had the same kind of looking for lost thing. Of course, National Treasure. There's a bunch of kind of treasure hunter kind of shows out there. Um, but I really feel like if they were made in the last 40 years, they're going to be compared to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, so a little bit of a backstory here on this. Uh, basically, this was the brainchild, as I said, of George Lucas um, after Star Wars, uh, which would become a new hope, you know, came out in 1977. Uh, George Lucas had no uh, sort of idea that it was going to do well at all. He thought it was going to be panned. He thought it was going to be a terrible time. So him and his buddy, uh, Steven Spielberg, went to Hawaii for vacation. Uh, they were there talking, uh, you know, as as friends do on the beach, laying there, uh, hypothesizing about what your potential careers and uh, life trajectories are going to be. They're talking, and uh, Steven Spielberg is talking about how much he likes uh, James Bond as a character, and George Lucas says, well, I, I could do better than James Bond. Uh, listen to this, and he tells him the story about this archaeologist who's uh, part James Bond, uh, part adventurer, uh, and that is going to be kind of what becomes Indiana Jones um, in this story here, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So just a couple years later, they uh, get together and put this movie going. And, you know, you're inspired by James Bond. You have to get a really fun James Bond beginning uh, to your film. So that is exactly what we're doing. Michaela, let's get into this. We are in Peru. Uh, We are searching for this golden uh, fertility idol. I think it's fertility idol. Uh, And they're going into this temple. It's full of booby traps. Uh, But what are you going to do? You're Indiana Jones. You got to you got to set off the booby traps. You got to go. You got to get this thing right. You're an archaeologist. Get get to work. Yeah, we got Alfred Molina uh, is in his first uh, film, I think, ever as one of the guides helping Indiana Jones get through this space. uh, all the locals, uh, there are these really cool indigenous tribes that are like hel- helping him get to places. And there's things carved in the walls that look like bad omens and warnings. And there's giant, giant, like rose colored tarantulas. Um, there's lights there that, well, there are these booby traps that, that, what are they called? Spears. Um, if you mm-hmm, walk mm-hmm. in the light too long or something like that, I, it's very wrought with danger and, and, uh, thrills. Um, and then we end up in this kind of open cavern area where there's this big gold bust of a demigod. I don't, I don't really know, uh, what it looked kind of like a lion. I'm not real sure. Um, and I love, I, I will always love this part because, you know, Indiana Jones has got this bag of sand that, and he's trying to like weigh the sand to this thing of gold. And I got to tell you, there's not enough sand. There's never going to be enough sand. Uh, <laughs> if that's real gold, that thing's like 87 pounds. And unless you mm. basically stand on the idle like weight station, you're not, you're not going to win. Um, and so of course uh, it's got a, you know, an old ancient booby trap attached to that and he ends up uh running for his life uh with this idol thing in his hand and he's like running all over the place there's a giant boulder chasing him it's great <laughs> it best is, it opening great. ever it is great that's right yeah it is it is the best opening ever yeah yeah uh yeah he even pours sand out he doesn't know that this uh, idol is going to be heavy as i'll get out right he pours some out to it and it sets off this trap the ball comes and uh it's very kind of iconic there as he as he's making his way out he uses his whip to kind of uh swing across this chasm and uh you know get stuck there but unfortunately you know for indiana jones even though you've got this idol out of this temple you survived uh unfortunately you're going to run into uh your rival uh belloc outside uh who's there with uh some of the the 
the native tribes from the area. They say that idol belongs to me now. So uh, go ahead and get out of here. And that's what Indiana Jones does. He is headed back to his uh, day job, I guess, as it were, at uh, at the college there, Marshall Marshall College. He's going. He is teaching some class. I really like there's a girl there that says like has like I, I love you or something like uh, written on her eyelids, which seems like a weird thing to do. I don't know. She's trying to get some attention from uh, from uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, but to no, to no avail, right? Indiana Jones is, uh, doesn't have time for that. No time for love, uh, Dr. Jones. Uh, but there is time to meet with uh, your friend, Brody, uh, and some people from the army who say, go get this thing because Nazis are coming and we don't want that. Right. Yeah, I, I, I really love uh, how they set this up and it makes it feel very comic book-esque, right? Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to show my ignorance here. I honestly thought growing up that this was an old comic book that was set in uh, kind of like Captain America times where um, we were using it as American propaganda uh, against um, the Nazis, <laughs> because um, I feel like in this, in this time period, uh, Nazis are bad and in, in all time periods, Nazis are bad, but anything we're doing to help fight the Nazis is a good cause. Right. So it was much more than just a, Hey, I'm Indiana Jones and I'm going to go and look for this thing. It's like, I'm going to help save the world uh, from these, the psychopath who is Adolf Hitler and his, and his, you know, army. So, um, uh, they are talking to him. These, they're, they're like, Hey, there was this archeologist that you were friends with. Uh, he's, you know, he had this obsession with the um, Ark of the covenant. And then I love how they talk about what that actually is for us. Non-religious folk who have no idea why this is a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. so they explain that really well. Um, and again, they, it just goes to tell, show how amazing um, the script worked and how they edited this out to make it a really con concise story that had a lot in it in uh, a very short amount of time. This was only an hour and 40 minutes. And I feel like there's a lot that we could talk about in each and every one of these scenes that, you know, that would turn this into an 18 hour kind <laughs> of um discussion about a movie so the the storytelling and the this the the way in which they kind of unfold this beginning piece is really special yeah absolutely um they do a good job there they show you like a picture of what the ark of the covenant is supposed to look like indiana jones is basically talking about what it is and uh what kind of powers it's supposed to have and they're you know they're talking about the the nazis are are trying to get it so uh, go see if you can help uh abner ravenwood uh he was the one that was looking for this we think he's probably our best shot to get it uh indiana jones says i know abner ravenwood he was my my mentor i'm gonna go uh check in and see if i can uh find out where uh you know kind of this missing pieces see if i can pick up on his trail so to speak um Luckily, you know, for us, our flight paths have improved a little bit. You see Indiana Jones uh, get onto an airplane and he is flying uh, across the world in this zigzag pattern, making his way to Nepal, seeing if he can uh, check in with the uh, Ravenwoods and find uh, this little bronze medallion. Uh, he knows that he's going to need that to figure out where the Ark of the Covenant is. He knows that that's what Abner uh, was working on, but Abner uh, is not uh, long for the world. Abner has already uh, passed away, but his daughter, Marion Ravenwood, is there. She is running a bar. She is having a contest with some locals uh this drinking contest uh winning some big bucks there i don't know if it's tequila i don't know if it's some uh crazy liquor from nepal uh if you do know uh let us know because i would love to know that uh but she drinks this guy under the table she sends everyone pack in and in walks uh an old lover indiana jones oh yeah and uh it's really great because they're uh, he mentions earlier that he and abner ravenwood had this falling out you don't know that it's uh that it's about her 
Um, but apparently uh, he was a, he's a little bit older. I mean, he doesn't seem that much older. I don't think we're perverted. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's gross, but he was older. She was younger um, and they fell in love, but it wasn't meant to be. And he, uh, poor Indiana Jones, well, Indiana Jones broke poor Marion Ravenwood's heart. Uh, and she's still not quite over it because she sees him. She seems really excited to see him. And then she like punches him in the face. I love that. Um, yeah. And she's like, look, you ruined my life. Like I, I, you've done this, like you, you, you've had such an effect on me and, it's not, you know, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with seeing you. I was in love um, and you leaving me was wrong. And he's like, yeah, I, I really just need your help finding this thing called the Staff of Raw. He describes it. And at first she's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, uh, you know, maybe come back tomorrow. And uh, he offers her a lot of money and she's in this really kind of awful looking place like the bar it looks like it's made out of sand and mud and there's a ton of shot glasses but there's not a whole lot else in this bar there's uh, some wooden tables <laughs> there and may a or lot may not of... be a dishwasher uh, at this place right. i don't know yeah sure. i don't know i she she seems to like just be washing everything out with the alcohol that she was pouring everything on that's never yeah. a good sign um yeah but, that's where you know, that's where uh, but, uh, so he, he says, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. In the meantime, here's like three grand and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back and we can talk more about the staff of But as soon as he leaves, um, these really gross looking Nazis and this dude in a black trench coat who looks like baby Huey come in <laughs> and, and he's, he is though. He's got this like, hello, Fräulein. And it's like this kind of infantile voice he's perfect for this role by the way um it's one of the last things he ever did but uh he's amazing yeah that's right that's uh ronald lacy is playing the character of tote who is kind of this uh this nazi uh interrogator uh kind of uh, i don't know like like nazi private eye or something he is but yeah indiana jones leaves um then these guys come in because they know uh also that they need to get this little medallion that's going to go on the top of the staff of raw um and marion is the one who likely has it now we actually see her she pulls it out and and hangs it on this thing and uh basically raiders of the lost ark is like an incredible little action set piece with some really great character building and then another action set piece uh some more character building and that's kind of how the movie goes it's edited uh seamlessly it is incredible uh they go in and then they have this big bar fight right as indiana jones comes back uses his whip to get like this hot like poker from the fire uh sets the place ablaze uh gets the one up on the nazis now uh kind of good news i think at least tote thinks uh, anyway because he picks up this medallion uh, and it it like sears uh the the words into his hand so maybe he thinks that he's got the uh the one up there but uh you know marion and indy uh have have the actual medallion and they're on their way right uh, everyone's next stop is going to be to cairo and that's where we're headed uh marion uh is now a partner of indiana jones she says uh so good job indiana jones uh, you picked up your old flame you got the uh, medallion here for the staff of raw and you're on your way to cairo uh to meet up with another friend sala sala uh who is amazing uh played by john reese davies um he uh, is married to a very nice woman. He has about 8,000 kids uh, and they're all like loving on the Indiana Jones. It's like Uncle Indy and Aunt uh, Marion have come to visit or something. It's really cool. Um, there's a really cool monkey uh, that uh, is is in this part of the film. This is probably one of my favorite uh, kind of groups of scenes that are in Cairo because this was actually filmed there. Um, 
it uh again you 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 hit the nail right on the head when you're talking about um kind of how this is edited you get this era this time period where they're setting things up and sala was a builder or is a builder and he's um able to talk to indiana and, and marion about what um the nazis are building and why they're they're digging in all these areas and they they really think that they've um gotten in uh to, to the right place, but they're digging in the wrong, they realize they're digging in the wrong site. Um, but Sala is going to really help Indiana kind of get in um, incognito into this area and go and actually use a staff and use mm -hmm. that, that, that kind of the staff of raw to create this really beautiful visual effect. So the way it works, and he explains this so much better than I'm about to. So watch the movie, but there's a staff um, that that medallion piece it's got a jewel in it if it's stood up in a certain place at a certain time um, the light is going to shine through the jewel and it's going to show like a searing vision on this map uh, it, it's kind of like a miniaturized um, city that's that's built on the ground mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. they can see exactly where they're supposed to dig um, to find this um, to to find the Ark of the Covenant, right? And of course, they're using the staff. The Nazis are using a staff that is too big, um, and so they they are not in the right in the wrong place. The good thing is that that's quite a bit of ways away from where um, Indiana Jones can go and look, um, but it's not far enough away where they don't end up finding him. Yeah, that's right. I really like um, kind of these sections here, um, especially with Harrison Ford does a really awesome job because he's he's very kind of kind of flippant through a lot of this. Right. You know, and, and dealing with his adversaries, you know, and dealing with Marion and, uh, you know, kind of when he gets himself into these pickles. Right. He's very kind of kind of flippant and almost like quippy uh, in a sense to those. But then when it comes down to actually doing like the archaeology, he goes down into like this uh, this place where he's going to be using the staff of Ra. Like he, he just gets like this like air of like like dead seriousness about him and uh, Harrison Ford does it really, really well. And I, I like that a lot. And this scene is very iconic as the sun comes in and, and catches that little jewel and shows the place on the ground there. Um, luckily, you know, Sala, as you mentioned, Michaela, he is, uh, he's in with the locals. He kind of knows where everyone's digging. He knows how to uh, get a group of guys because now Indiana Jones has the uh, correct place to be digging. They go up, they dig, they open up this uh, giant uh, tomb uh, kind of thing. Uh, bad news filled with snakes. That's never a good time, but that is where the Ark of the Covenant lies. So Indiana Jones goes down, uh, Sala goes down, and they recover the tomb uh, from all these snakes. Uh, but meanwhile, it's not all good news, right? Because back in Cairo, we had that really fun uh, kind of chase scene as uh, Marion and Indiana Jones get separated. Uh, Marion gets captured by the Nazis and taken to their camp. Uh, so she is having to deal with that, right? She's having to deal uh, with uh, Belloc, who is there, who's kind of taking her in as prisoner. She's dealing with Tote, who is there, who's uh, trying to maybe get some uh, information out of her. I really love that scene. He comes in and he pulls out like this, like this black stick thing. Uh, and you're like, what is that? that's going to be something really really deadly and dangerous and he kind of folds it up and it's just a hanger for his jacket it's that's so great that's so great but you know marion uh you know we saw her earlier drinking drinking that guy under the table she thinks she can do the same to belloc uh and maybe get the upper hand on him uh but fortunately it doesn't work out that way and when indiana jones comes back to rescue her he says uh i'm gonna need i'm gonna need some time apart uh we're just gonna have to agree that you're gonna stay here marion uh and i'm gonna go get the ark of the covenant Right. Yeah, I, I love the kind of the chemistry between these two actors, um, because they obviously, 
can't stand each other and and care for each other very deeply at the same time. Um, and this is for me, because this film happened right around the time I was born. Um, this was the kind of the first depiction of, of that kind of dynamic that, that I saw in cinema. And um, I think nobody does it better um, than these two, because uh, there is a point at which um, it looks like Marion has been uh, put into a basket and the basket is in this truck. Uh, the truck is, uh, you know, being chased after by Indiana. Um, they, uh, the truck kind of gets into an accident and then there's this giant explosion afterward and the truck goes completely in flames and you see how upset Indiana Jones is. Um, and he was just telling her how much of a pain she was <laughs> and how annoying she mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, the very next scene, he is completely despondent. Um, and his friend is like, hey, I'm, I'm, I was sorry to hear about Marion. And he's like, yeah, and uh, but we got a job to do. But the minute he sees her when she's tied up in uh, Belloc's kind of tent, he is just overwhelmed with like, I can't believe it's you. I thought you were dead. I'm so glad you're okay. They must have switched baskets. I'm so glad you're all right. I mean, it's so great. And then he immediately is like, yeah, I'm going to need you to stay uh, and just uh, hang out with Belloc, uh for a little while because I got to go get this arc and you don't want to be anywhere near it. He's really trying to protect her. And we as the outsiders see that. But of course, she's really mad about this because she's like, what yep. are you doing? you're supposed to be saving me uh you know what this is this is ridiculous and then of course belloc is like almost trying to seduce her a little bit he like gives her mm. a dress because of course this, we need we need her to look better than she looks she already looks amazing i don't know what the deal is but they give her this like long white dress like they're gonna marry her off um they try to give her uh wine from belloc's you know region in france and he's like oh it's this the, we can and and i they they doing the same drinking game and uh she tries to get out like you say but it doesn't quite work um yeah but i really love the interaction between uh the two main characters i during this period of time because it really helps you understand what their initial attraction was to each other when they were younger and how things mm -hmm. like that don't go away just um over time and uh, you know spoiler warning you're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the last uh kind of episode of this uh story between them so it's it's nice to see um that they gave this such a great beginning um with a lot of connection to it in this film yeah absolutely so you got indiana jones you got solo there down there they pull the ark of the covenant uh out of this box it's a very kind of beautiful thing as this gilded uh box gets lifted out of this uh kind of kind of tomb thing that it's in uh, more or less they they raise it out of there it looks uh really really good um and it looks really good to the nazis who show up and say uh thanks again uh indiana jones uh Belloc says uh you know you keep uh you keep finding things and i'm gonna keep taking them from you uh so they go they take the nazis take the ark of the covenant and uh, they get us all out of there but they leave uh indy Anna jones uh down in this pit and now they're going to throw marion down there too so it's really uh kind of fun uh reunion of these two characters right because she totally thinks that he just abandoned her uh in the tent but you know no time for squabbles because uh, this place is full of uh deadly poisonous snakes i uh, get a really funny scene where she uh you know takes the torch to indiana jones's whip uh which is pretty good um but you know indiana jones is a man with a plan knocks a statue over they get out of there um and they make their way to the landing strip where they think that the Ark of the Covenant is going they think it's going in this plane uh but there's a very large man standing in the way of Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is like 18 feet tall. It was like, it was like a, 
it was before Andre the Giant became super famous in Princess Bride, but I feel like this is his long lost brother somewhere in Egypt, right? Because he's really big. He is. Uh, he is really big. He is there. He is uh, guarding the plane and him and Indy have a knockdown drag out fight uh, in front of this plane, which uh, which ends with the uh, very large uh, German uh, Nazi guy getting uh, uh, taken out by the propeller of the plane and he gets some Marion out of there. And uh, good news is the Ark wasn't on this plane, right? They're not flying it out of there. They're taking it out on truck. So we are going on a truck chase uh, across now. It is time for our next big kind of action piece. So you get Indiana Jones. He's on there. He is uh, going uh, on top of trucks on the side of trucks, underneath of trucks, uh, but eventually uh, commandeers the truck and gets the Ark of the Covenant to safety. Yeah, and I like I like this piece um, because we find out that, again, um, Indiana Jones has a lot of friends in the business. And so because he trusts Sala, Sala knows uh, this, this guy who's got this giant boat. Um, and he's like, look, I've arranged everything. Marion's okay. We're all going to get on to this um, transport. We're going to go, I, I guess it's called a tramp steamer is what this, the name of this boat is. Um, we're going to hide you. It's going to be fine. Uh, meanwhile, um, the Germans have a, a different idea. The Nazis have a different idea of what they're going to do. Um, and I really like this piece where Belloc is uh, talking to one of the other guards um, about what he what his plans are uh, versus what the Nazis plans are with the Ark of the Covenant. Um, so Belloc really wants to take this, uh, take the Ark to uh, an island in order to test it out and see what its power is. And he tells this person um, that, hey, when you present this to Hitler, you're you're going to want to make sure that it works, right? You're going to want to make mm -hmm. sure that it does all these things that we thought it was going to be, because if we're wrong, you know, he'll probably have our head on a stick or something. Um, in reality, I think uh belloc is like look i want to see how it works and then i'm gonna be the next fuhrer right i'm gonna mm. use this for my own power and i really love that dynamic because it just shows um how power corrupts and belloc is you know not only um he's he's looking out for himself just as much as this as this nazi third reich kind of thing Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they need to get the Ark back before any of that can happen. Right. So uh, Indiana Jones and Marion are on this are on this ship. They're transporting the Ark, uh, I guess, back to the U.S., I guess, is where they're they were headed with this thing. But unfortunately, they get intercepted by uh, the Nazis there on their little uh, U-boat submarine who come up and uh, take it. Um, I really like kind of the scene on the boat. Uh, you know, you get Marion and Indiana Jones. They get just kind of a minute to breathe. This is like the <laughs> this is like the slowest part of the movie. And it's about, uh, I don't know, like two minutes long. But it's kind of this really like like intimate thing where they're kind of reconnecting um, and some sparks are starting to fly. But, you know, Indiana Jones has had a long day. He's gotten beaten up. He's gotten punched in the face by Nazis. He's been thrown down into a pit of uh venomous snakes you know all this bad stuff's happened so he has no time for love again uh he's just going to take a, a bit of a nap uh so when the nazis show up they're going to pretty much take marion they're going to take uh the ark of the covenant the nazis keep taking marion what's up with that um and uh they're going to be uh going on their way right to find some place to test this out uh to see if it's going to work so they're out in the desert uh indiana jones gives pursuits i really like um you know kind of coming off the boat like all of the like crew of the boat are standing on the side they're like where what happened to indiana jones and and the guy's like, I see him over there. He like swam over and climbed on top of the submarine. I don't know if that really works that good. I don't. I don't know if that's <laughs> no, no, no. That, could, that, that could be a bit of a plot hole. I don't know, but uh, makes how it. How did he get boring, in? How did, you know, <laughs> he like just unscrewed the top of the sub and was like, "It's just, fine. Don't don't just, go under yet. I'll just. You just I don't, I don't just know. Get in. It, 
you just get in. Yeah, that's right. You, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So he is uh, he is in pursuit. Uh, he knows where they're going. Uh, and I really like kind of then here at this end, he pulls out like a rocket launcher uh, and he's like, hey, Belloc, I'm going to blow you. I'm going to blow up the Ark of the Covenant. I'm going to blow up everything. I don't even care anymore. He made me mad. Uh, just give me Marion back. Uh, so they kind of agree to uh, disagree there on that sense as uh, Indiana Jones gets uh, taken prisoner uh, and tied up to a post with Marion. And they get to witness all of the power of the Ark of the Covenant uh, one last hurrah there as the uh, top of that thing comes off. Uh, luckily, uh, Indiana uh, knows uh, to when you're talking about crazy, uh, all-powerful biblical items, don't look at them. You'll be fine. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Uh, showing reverence to these things and, and hopefully, uh, you know, the Ark, if it's a thing that understands things, it's going to know that they were innocent in this whole thing and they've been trying to keep it safe uh, instead right. of give it to the Nazis. Um, and apparently that works. Uh, uh, the the visualization of this is really special. Um, there's no way to really describe it eloquently enough, but I really love how they show the power of the Ark of the Covenant because at first these like smoke things mm -hmm. come out and they're kind of like... Um, they 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 look uh almost like cgi'd but they're not this is before cgi was a thing mm -hmm. um but it, they look like spirits or something and then there are these really cool lightning bolts and then everybody's skin melts off um it's really cool and terrifying uh and it really makes you um really glad that they that indiana jones and marion have their eyes closed um i really loved uh kind of the bolts of energy with the combined with like the flames and the flames coming out of the eyeballs i mean it's really it sounds a lot more grotesque than it is but it's pretty um it, it's really well done uh which is why they had the special effects award that special effects award i'm guessing because this scene mm -hmm. is really really cool um my son watched this with me and he uh had no idea that this film was older than i am yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it is really neat there. Um, anytime you get uh, Nazi faces to melt off, that's always a pretty good time. Um, I think they made like the the molds of the heads out of like crayons or something. And then when they melted them, that's how that's how that looked. You can watch uh, the Industrial Light and Magic documentary on Disney Plus. I think they talk a little bit more about kind of how they uh, put together some of this stuff in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So uh, yeah, so the Ark of the Covenant is there. Uh, all these spirits kind of go back down into it and uh, lid lands on it. The lid like flies up like into outer space like it goes like 10,000 miles into the air uh it's pretty great um and indiana jones and marion are left the ark the ark not only kills nazis but it also uh unties you and cleans up its mess so the ark of the covenant is pretty great it's pretty great stuff uh indy and marion are there they get to uh they get to unite in happiness that they survived this crazy adventure and we're back to the states where uh the uh, U.S. government says, okay, thanks for getting the Ark of the Covenant. We're going to put it in a box and we're going to put it in to this very large uh, warehouse. Uh, Indiana Jones says we should be studying it. And they say, uh, don't worry about it. We've got top men on this. Top men. So there top you go. Uh, that is uh, that is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and it's I don't know. It, it's really good. If you look on any list, it's always on like these top like like hundred films uh, list. It's always on the top of like these uh, like action um, adventure lists uh, for sure, and and rightfully so. Uh, this movie is great. Um, the editing, the pacing of it is great. It's so fun. The dialogue uh, really hits. Um, this is awesome. So, Michaela, uh, this movie came out, you know, in the in our our our, our, our year of our our year of our year of birth. If anyone wants to do the math out there, um, so obviously we didn't see this um at the movie theater. But do you have like a uh, kind of like a a memory of like seeing like 
not even necessarily Raiders of the Lost Ark, but just Indiana Jones um, in general, because we had Temple of Doom came out in 1984, I believe. And then uh, Last Crusade came out in 1989, which would have been closer to the time that you and I would have been uh, probably taken in uh, this, these movies. But do you have a like a memory of seeing these or uh, what, oh, yeah. what you were doing or what you're up to uh, checking out I... Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, I remember the big ball, the big boulder, uh, watching that as a kid. Uh, and of course, every, everybody who's seen Temple of Doom as a kid was like, oh, that dinner scene with all the grossness. And we may Gross. cover that, so I don't want to talk too much about it. Um, but uh, but I do remember that for sure. I love the third one um, uh, just because I, I love the idea behind uh, the father-son kind of uh, dynamic. Um so I grew up with these, but I'll tell you the this film I watched uh, for the full for the first time that I remember watching as a young person. I was in high school and I was taking a film class. And uh, Miss Whitus, thank you very much for showing me uh, this movie because um, there were so many things that I hadn't even thought of when I was watching this um, that um, she helped explain and kind of show to uh, us students um, who were like, oh, we want to be filmmakers. We had no idea what we're talking about when we're 15. But mm -hmm. um, just some of the the decisions that they made for shots and around uh, the, the decisions around art direction and how they edited this, um, especially that the very famous scene of the snakes, right, where he, he's looking down and he's like, Indy, why is the floor moving? <laughs> and he's like, why do they have to be snakes? And the way in which um they did that because nothing like that had ever really been shot before um and using uh not being able to use uh cgi in the way we know it where if something's inconvenient to shoot they just figure out a way to make it out of thin air using now apparently ai we can do that um don't know if that's a good decision or not but this this film really um brings together so many components um that were that were used uh, and that we continue to use today as kind of benchmarks of how to make uh, an adventure film and how to make any, any film really. Um, so I do remember it. It's um, I mean, Harrison Ford as, as Indiana Jones, he, he, he's just so iconic. And when you pair mm -hmm. that with all of the music and all of the, the themes of friendship um, that all of these films have um, it, it's really just something that's super special, which is, why I think it stood uh, the test of time and really considered one of the greatest um, kind of uh, movie series of all time. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely uh, was a, a benchmark uh, kind of film in this genre for sure. And, um, you know, went on to basically solidify the career of, um, you know, Harrison Ford, who obviously had been, you know, Han Solo, you know, uh, twice at this point, but it really kind of gave him um, his own character and his own franchise. And then, you know, would go on to to do all of those other things. And, um, you know, even into further Indiana Jones, you know, 40 years on, which is which is pretty incredible to to think about from this little kind of swashbuckling movie that's kind of based on these, you know, kind of kind of serials. You know, you mentioned it, Michaela, this this feels very much like it could have been like some sort of like comic book, right? Like from some early age of of comic books. And and that's exactly what it feels like and um and it's just so much fun and um it has like it has like the exact uh, correct amounts of like of like campiness to seriousness to um like stuff that's like unbelievable and supernatural but also very realistic in a way and it's it's kind of just like this perfect storm of of all of these things 
similar to you, uh, you know, the last crusade, uh, growing up was kind of always my, my favorite of the three, but I think that's probably because that was the newest one that came out when we were roughly like eight years old. So kind of, kind of latch onto it. And I probably would have seen all of these, you know, kind of about then I might've seen this, uh, uh, little bit earlier um same for temple of doom but you know would have seen this on like some sort of vhs rental and i i feel like these were on tv periodically um as well so we'd check those out on like a sunday matinee or something like this but you know indiana jones has always been uh kind of a big part of my uh movie uh watching experience and um yeah raiders of the lost ark is uh, uh pretty much perfect um i don't know if we did it any uh justice or not but that's okay because everyone out there uh has seen this movie and they know exactly what we're talking about when we uh kind of are gushing over these things and uh that's really fun um also what is really fun is doing that fun cocktail the staff of raw and bad dates mm. that was an excellent time that was an excellent time uh so if you're going to be watching raiders of the lost ark if you're going to be doing uh any sort of like viewing parties or uh going out and seeing dial of destiny and then uh hanging out maybe try your hand at one of these cocktails or if you have another fun uh raiders of the lost art cocktail uh send that our way uh send us pictures uh send us pictures of you going to see dial of destiny that'll be fun right if you're going out to check out the uh, new installment do all that stuff you can send it in to our social media it's on instagram and twitter it's at drink the movies and on facebook.com slash drink the movies uh if you want to see recipes of ours uh pictures uh episode recaps all that stuff you can do that on our website which is www.drinkthemovies.com now i mentioned at the top of this raiders of the lost ark started it all uh Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We thought maybe ended it all. Uh, as it turns out, it did not. We're getting another installment, but uh, we're going to be talking about the bookends, right? We just did Raiders. We're talking about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull over on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash drink the movies. Uh, head over there. We've got a really fun, uh, really delicious cocktail. Um, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun uh, talking about that movie uh, over there. So check that out if you want to. It's a really great way to support the podcast. And, you know, the easiest way to support the podcast is making sure that you're subscribed and you're leaving us uh, comments. Um, and uh, reviews. Michaela, where can they do that? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Good Pods, anywhere where Spotify podcasts are distributed and supported. Whatever you're listening to right now, there is a subscribe button. I'm sure of it. Uh, if you're liking what you're hearing, we do about two drops a week. We have our lobby bar and then these deep dive episodes. We really are so excited um, that we're able to talk to more and more people every week about movies they love and cocktails they love to drink uh, and mocktails as well. So uh, get in on all this wholesome goodness. Uh, link, uh, subscribe, tell your friends. It really helps us get all the drink the movies love out there. That's right. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, since we went on this adventure and then the government uh, took our prize and just put it in a box and stashed it away somewhere uh, in Area 51, we'll talk about. Uh, I think what we should do, Michaela, is we should probably just whip up another uh, Staff of Raw and Bad Dates. Maybe there's some other treasures we can find. Uh, maybe it's a Crystal Skull. I don't know. We'll have to uh, go do that. So uh, why don't we do that? We'll mix up another one and we'll talk to everyone next time on Drink, Drink the, movies. the Movies. They're dates. You eat them. <laughs>